from the MMM Media Summit 2022. It's the MMM Podcast with Smarty Social. Hi there, my name is Jack O'Brien. I'm the digital editor at MMM. Today I'm joined by two members of Smarty Social. I'm Jamie Eidsbold, I'm the CEO. And I'm Sarah Colossa, I'm the senior media director. We're here to have a conversation about the value of social media in terms of marketing initiatives. And I guess I kind of wanted to start there. One of the questions that really comes to mind for me is why social media has such an important value when it comes to the patient journey. I I myself am a patient, so I can understand it from there. But I really want to understand from an executive level where it comes into play. Yeah, I think that, you know, when you think about the patient journey, the interesting thing about social media is that it can insert itself and intersect that journey at any point in time, whether that be from an organic way of searching on social or whether that be where we pay to insert, you know, content into a user's social feed that's targeted. So really in the whole journey from, say, top to bottom, from discovery, awareness, exploration, Um, conversion to a lead down to nurturing that community and the patient, Um, it can all be done via social. So it becomes a really important piece of that journey. The other piece too is everybody is on social, whether you are a patient, whether you're a healthcare professional, you exist on social, you're consuming content there. Maybe you're not on one platform, but you're on another one. So being able to hit those users where they're at with the right content is what's going to lead them down that journey. I think one question I have, too, is because we're recording this here at the MMM Media Summit and there's been conversation about how social media has evolved. It's no longer you just have a Facebook page or you're active on Twitter. Now, you know, you can have a TikTok page. You can be on Be Real, Snapchat, you name it. Mm-hmm. So how has it evolved in your experience over the past few years? I mean, even if we look five years ago, the whole landscape was different. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, five years ago, med device and pharma, it was sort of the wild, wild west on social. Nobody really kind of knew what they could or couldn't do. So now that we've been able to kind of understand the safe way for some of these brands to play, they've been able to play a more a bigger and more organic role on social. Um, so we've seen a lot of times when we started, I mean, we've been doing this for nine years now. Um, when we started, it was, you know, we could very controlled kind of one way conversation. There was never an opportunity for a device or pharma company to actually speak back to the consumers on social. So as we started to work through and evolve what our clients are comfortable doing with regulatory and legal, now there's a, it has to be a two-way conversation. So the listening becomes important, the monitoring, the engaging, the community that you build. These are all things that become new tools now in this arena. From my perspective, I would think about the evolution. Patients are expecting more customization. They want to feel like it's personalized for them at the same time that many of these social platforms are taking that away from us. Mm -hmm. Targeting aspects are going away. Privacy is becoming more of a concern, Mm -hmm. but the patient's want to be talked to very personally about their condition and themselves. They don't want to be generalized. So we've had to kind of evolve to to balance both of those things, the privacy side, while also being able to address very personal pieces. And how has that, you know, in terms of best practices per se, what do those look like? Because what you're describing is kind of paradoxical where Mm -hmm. it's like, we want to make something that's very unique to you, but we also want to make sure that you don't feel like your data is being infringed or that you don't feel safe with the privacy that's in place. So what does that look like in terms of policies that you set up? I don't know if you want to talk about the policy side. I would think. I was going to say creative. I was going to say creative. It's a lot of data and following like 
people talk to you through the way they click, through the way they engage, through their comments, monitoring, like, are they enjoying this? Are they not enjoying this? Is this converting? So from my perspective, it's following those data trails because people leave that, you know, they leave little crumbs for you to follow of where they're willing to engage. Yeah, we've explored a lot with um, creating content where we can actually get the patient to self-identify that this is something they're interested in. So we're paying really close attention to how view through rates and how long they're watching a video to identify if the content is relevant and then putting them in an audience where before we could target them a little more precise, precisely. So it becomes more of a creative exercise um, in terms of how we can now identify these behaviors in the patient communities. And that's exactly what we found is Mm -hmm. in terms of best practice, showing them something that's very recognizable and relatable. It's a condition that they suffer from or a disease they have or something that's going to help them in some way. And getting to that point very quickly, they react well to that. When I know you asked about policies, uh, the platform policies are where we have our biggest (laughs) challenge where, you know, you can't, you know, identify a person based on their condition. So that's another area where we have to get creative. Um, is, you know, not identifying that we're assuming that there's a condition that somebody has when we're making social creative. And it's forced us to expand outside of some social platforms. Programmatic, for example, has opportunities in targeting that a lot of social media platforms don't have. So as an agency, we've evolved to start tapping into some of these other channels that can actually target users based on some of those conditions. One thing I'm really curious about, and I think it's kind of a two-part question, is when you talk about a full funnel social patient journey, one, what is that? And then mm-hmm. two, what goes into making something like that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for us, full funnel means, you know, actually thinking through from the bottom up. So we start with our clients. Like a lot of times they'll come to us and they're like, we need to drive a lot of awareness in the market with patients and providers. And we kind of drill down to the bottom. Like what is the ultimate thing that we want someone to do, whether they're a patient or provider? And then we build the layers up from there. So starting from the the lowest funnel is, you know, obviously the conversion that happens in an office at a provider's office um, for our device clients and our pharma clients. But then there are how many levels above that? So there's a layer of, you know, retargeting and nurturing those leads because we're talking about long consideration cycles, long research cycles. Um, then moving up from there, getting into sort of lead lead generation and what we call lead conversion. And then from there, there's consideration where we're educating, we're kind of looking for those behaviors that identify. And then at the very top is where, you know, we kind of run like an evergreen for awareness. And so we kind of start from the bottom and build the layers up versus from the top down. And um, one kind of caveat in that is when you're so focused on the lower funnel, a lot of times some of our clients can forget about the upper funnel and, and vice versa, and vice versa, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So we, we have to kind of always work on balancing out the pieces of the funnel because to keep the bottom of the funnel happy, we have to keep the top of the funnel full. And the one piece I would add on that is then post true patient conversion comes advocacy, which is a big piece in social too, is how do we then take these users? They've gone down our full social funnel. They've become a patient. Now, how do we make them turn into brand loyalists and brand advocates that they're speaking out on social sharing with their communities or even with our community, they come back and they leave social comments about how much they liked it or it worked for them. So that advocacy piece is really huge too. 
And maybe what are some strategies that go into that, too? Because I can imagine that it can be very empowering for patients, but it can also probably seem very overwhelming to them, too, to talk about their experiences and maybe the traumas or, you know, different complexities that come with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we've seen the most in, in the most successful in that arena is actually creating a community. So really thinking about building a community of people that can support each other. And if you really focus on, you know, lifting each other up and helping each other answer questions, it becomes something that I think they're willing to share. So um, a lot of times it starts with um, our customer experience kind of team that will mine what people are saying and mine those comments and we'll tag them of, you know, who's having a good experience. And we're tracking along with them as they're going through treatments or procedures or and the results. And then at, after we've had a conversation with them a few times, kind of go back and say, it sounds like you've had just such a great experience where you share. So the more that you build the community, you know, with the brand and the patients, but also amongst the patients, they sort of want to advocate to help others. And that's been really powerful. As that's exactly what I was going to say is our customer experience team plays a huge role. And oftentimes we then try to capture a lot of that patient story content in private ways so that they can choose what they're sharing versus putting it in a more public forum, making sure that we have their full consent um, to share all of that. But it is very powerful. And when we're able to take their message and then turn it into more social content, other people see that too. And that encourages and inspires them to share their story as well. So it's kind of seeing the more you see some of that user generated content, the more it actually starts coming in too. And I think that can come in the form of, um, Healthcare providers can be those advocates as well, and the, and they can actually come and be a part of your community. Um, I think that um, you know a lot of times we see patients kind of come into the conversations to advocate even for the brand if we've supported them the right way. So um, some of the things that I see are downfalls and some of the the companies that aren't willing to engage on social is that, you know, they're ignoring their customers and they're not able to have a relationship where they can come back and advocate. So, you know, a lot of times the first message is talk to your doctor. If you're on social media as a healthcare brand, a device brand, a pharma brand, your responsibility is that you have to provide customer service to the people that you're trying to market to. So figuring out safe ways to do that and regulatory compliant ways <laughs> to do that is, I think, key, but it can be very um, beneficial in the long run. This is kind of a simple question, but what do you consider the most under leveraged aspects of social media? I think it's about the feedback loop. Social media is probably the only channel that you have a two-way conversation with people you're showing ads to. I work primarily on the paid side and everything you put out, you get responses back. You get a lot of responses back. You know, you have a TV spot. Well, you don't get that direct communication back. If that message works, if it's resonating with somebody, you can track the data. Did it drive traffic to your site? But you don't really get true like conversation about what it's inspiring in people. So I think that for me is like being able to read through the comments. Is our message working? Are we throwing people off? That happens all the time. And then we have to go in and adjust our creative. Sometimes don't know, or you have a buzzword that this specific community doesn't like, and you might not know that till you put it out there and you get that immediate loop. And we're able to then share that with other channels like search and, you know, digital spots that we can say, don't use this. People don't like that. And you wouldn't know that in other channels. 
That's a great point. I think to, to add on to that, it would be the data, mm-hmm. right? There's such rich data that you can gain from the, from the social kind of conversations that are happening. Um, we do, we tag every single comment that comes in on our clients' platforms. And whether that be, you know, something wrong with the product, something wrong with, you know, a relationship that happened with the doctor, whether it's um, positive, negative, neutral suggestions, and you can start to see trends in, in the patient behavior. You can start to identify what kind of content do they really need based on the questions that they're asking? Are there issues in the whole sales process that they're, they have internally? Um, People will let you know. Yeah. <laughs> they will let you know. I think that's the thing is, you know, yeah. if you just ask, there is so much data to be had, you know, and everybody feels like it's, it's, um, it's like the, the patient and who they are is such a mystery, but in social, you can actually come out and ask who are you? What do you like? You can pull them. They're used to participating in that way. So, and a lot of them really enjoy it. You'd be surprised. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're willing to tell you the good, the bad and the ugly. And there is so much to learn from that. Yeah. I'm kind of curious on the go forward as, as it relates to that, what do you think the patient journey will turn into on social media? If we're at this point now where people feel very empowered in some cases are willing to play advocate, you know, is that a trend that you expect to continue in the years to come? Is it going to, you know, transform into something else? I think so. I think social media is becoming more authentic, not less authentic. I think we started, you know, with platforms that was about showing your most polished self. And you can see with new platforms coming out, it's becoming less polished with time. So I think the propensity to share is actually going to increase with time. Yeah, I think, you know, the the intro of like the ephemeral content, you know, content that disappears started to make people start to be okay with sharing more and more of their day to day. So I think you're going to see a lot more opportunity for people to in the moment share. It doesn't necessarily live on their feed forever. Um, and I think what we're also going to see is this proliferation of like content creators that are just everyday people. So if you can build an, an, an audience or a following in a community, they're going to start to become ways that they become influencers, micro influencers in their own right. Um, and the platforms are going to start rewarding people for making really great content niche focused content that an audience. Yeah. It has to be relatable. Yeah. And then us as advertisers are going to have a really great channel through these content creators that are in niche groups, providing education, support, entertainment. We have a new channel that I think we're going to start to see, and they're going to be less like those influencers with Mm -hmm. the beautiful Instagram feeds and more like real people and real patients that start to become this new breed of advocates. Are there any other sort of innovations as it relates to healthcare advertising on social media that you're keeping an eye on that maybe others in our audience should be mindful of? TikTok is definitely the place that we have our eye. Um, There's definitely, I think, a lot of opportunity there that we're keeping our eye on as the platform kind of starts to evolve from a paid media perspective. I think that's where the trends happen. If we keep our eye on TikTok, we start to see where all the trends are coming from. Um, usually sometimes days, weeks before they hit other platforms um, this time. So definitely our eyes are on TikTok. I was going to say the other piece too is groups and communities and that's spreading to other platform. There's always been Facebook groups, but there's been a huge push with more people sharing in those more private environments that ads don't exist. Brands don't exist within those groups. So how can we still have some kind of influence or be part of those conversations 
And now other social platforms have started to introduce similar community group styles as well. So that'll be a big one to figure out how we can play in that space. Well, I've really enjoyed having both of you on the show and being able to have this conversation. I guess if there was any sort of parting advice that you would have for marketers in our audience, what would that be as it relates to this aspect of social media? I think first and foremost, you need a solid strategy that encompasses all of social media. So don't forget about the community and the community management and the customer service. Don't forget about the importance of listening and actually engaging and getting that feedback loop that Sarah mentioned Don't forget about the importance of the reason why people want to connect on social media is they need to see some type of value. And I think, you know, just marketing to people in a one way format, that's why all the other channels sort of kind of started to die and and their impact. So really keeping in mind that the content and the message and the creative part of it has to come first still, um, no matter what the tactical execution of, of paid is. So if you seek to serve, whether it's your physician audience or your patient audience, that will be how you will succeed on social. I agree entirely. Social is not just a pretty feed. It's not just paid ads. It's all of those things working together in a loop all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's so much to learn from each piece that it will always work together. Well, again, I thank you both for coming on here and sharing your insights. And hopefully if there's another opportunity down the line, we can reconnect and have this conversation again. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. 